Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the podcast for the recently deceased. Season season 2, episode 10. Um, How we doing, Rod? Oh, hey, Nate. Um, (laughs) Rod's doing good. Rod is is wise, Rod is good. All right. Um, So tonight we're going to talk about Smile, uh, written and directed by Parker Finn, his first feature, and feature-length directorial. Yeah, you got to say that, man. He, you know, he he definitely knocked it out of the park. Um, for, <laughs> you know, what you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna gush I was, about the I was movie because that was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, but uh, well, this film has for uh, your first smashed. film, it's fantastic, right? Well, hey, look, I mean, you know, uh, of course. Uh, but yeah, coming out of the weekend, going up against the uh, Billy Eichner's rom-com Bros, and it smashed it, but not in the way that Bros want to be smashed. <sighs> That's true. Uh, and so. Yeah, it had a uh, what did I say? 17 mil budge, and yep. it hit 39.3 out of the weekend. So just fantastic. Horror is an alive and thriving genre. So yeah, let's get into Smile. Smile for me, I thought Smile was um, well trodden territory. The story I think was something was not I was not expecting any surprises, and I think it executed everything uh, well. Sometimes very well. But then there was other times where the way that the plot was going to progress was a little bit predictable or not engaging. I was like, okay. But the visuals and other parts made up for it. So, And I don't think that it, there was high highs or low lows. I think it was sort of just really middling throughout most of the film. But then there was a couple, a couple peaks, but just not many. So for me, it was an overall very enjoyable movie and just well executed. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. I think... Um... The, he they definitely lead on the jump scares um of which i think i counted uh 15 um or 14 if you don't count the the smash cuts um there were two smash cuts i didn't ca- count and one smash cut that i did so it's mm-hmm. 14 or 15 jump scares it's uh, you know subjective anyway uh you know, the movie only got me twice though so <laughs> um but I'm definitely thinking to myself, I've seen this movie before, right? Uh, Fallen, It Follows, um, Drag Me to Hell, even. Um, in the Ring. The, in the, yeah, in the uh, the protagonist. So, so one thing about Smile, you know, I thought we might see more like Fallen, it tag a couple people through the movie. And instead, it's it's more like Drag Me to Hell, where the, it's the main character is this woman, and she is just trying to unravel the mystery the entire yeah, time. How do I escape? Right? I, it yeah, follows. Yeah, like, it yeah, that's what for me. That's what made it like so. That took me out of it in a sense that's like there's nothing really new here. And I'm sorry, I don't think that saying or showing the origin of trauma as being like a trigger or a relevancy, like. There wasn't a lot of trauma there, and uh, but anyway, anyway, finish up. <laughs> 
so uh so for me the movie was was very enjoyable it it definitely um the, you know despite these things it still did what it did well um the best way to describe it is they took an okay movie and they made it good like they you know by by choosing the scene you know setting the scene the way they did by choosing the camera angles they did the music the acting like bringing it all together they took this okay uh script this okay idea and they made a good movie out of it you know they're not going to win any awards but i'm going to watch it a second time and that's that's more than i can say for like half the movies we review on this channel <laughs> sure i think that that's fair um I think that the way the movie that came out this year that I would say it most closely mirrors and as far as tone and execution or as far as what you would go in and what you come out with would be like the black phone where it was just a good solid movie in what it was trying to do. It did it all very well and it does have rewatch uh, ability, but it's not like it's breaking down barriers with yeah. any kind of a genre type thing. No new ground, very entertaining, um, and can't say much more without the spoilers. So um, here come the scores. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I'm a bit cooler because I wasn't really impressed, uh, so I'm at a 5. I could be con commun uh, convinced to kind of lean towards a 6, but for me it was just neutral. And some of the some of the things that it is just redoing don't, uh, they they balance out the scales, like sure. the cool things that it's doing, the things that it's not doing or redoing. That's just like been done a million times. It levels it out for me at a, at a five, and I'm not, I'm leaning up, but not by much. I five I, for me. I came into to this at a six, but I I've already gone up to a seven, which is why I, <laughs> which is why I said that I wish I had like another day to like mull it over. Yeah. All right. You're so, coming off seeing this very, very fresh. Exactly, exactly. So, right. So I also have, like, the theater uh, high still going, right? When you come yeah. out of the theater and you're like, man, Phantom Menace was the best Star Wars I've ever seen. And then a week later you're like, I know. what the fuck was that shit? <laughs> I remember, I I remember loving, loving I every single one of those Star Wars movies walking out of the theater. And within, like, yeah. five days I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It was so weird. <laughs> um, so, so I might the seven might still be theater high because um, I had like I had a handful of people, not a lot, um, but everyone was kind of whispering to each other, and you could kind of hear what they were saying. And my crew was we were talking to each other, and uh, it definitely wasn't taking away from the movie. It, it gave it a little bit more of like a group. Uh, or party as atmosphere and uh, and mm -hmm. I think helped it along. All right, so we're moving on to the spoiler discussion section of the episode. If you have not seen Smile, go watch it and come back, unless you don't care about uh, all the things yeah. we're going to say. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, let's let's start with. Uh, those obvious tropes that we didn't like, and then we'll talk about the stuff. Do you want to do you want to read the synopsis real quick? Oh yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I can do it. I, I can do it. I have it up. Uh, let me just change the. There we go. Smile. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Doctor Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. 
Rose must confront her troubled past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Yeah, that's fine. It, but it references the, the thing that it like it wants to hang its hat on, this idea of trauma. The fact that she comes from a family where her mother committed suicide uh, and she didn't really help or didn't intervene or didn't save her or whatever. She's got issues with it. And maybe that's what led her into being a therapist, working with patients in a, in a sort of a psych ward-esque emergency treatment center. Um, yeah. But it doesn't really inform why now she is around this entity thing that happens. It, it doesn't give more weight to it because all the people that are impacted by that, their trauma is having just seen that. Right, trauma. right, right. So there's not, it's not past trauma that people haven't resolved. It's a yeah. really fresh thing that just happened. And now it's just a, a monster. Uh, so you can't say this, mother yeah. suicide thing has relevance i know it opens with that the film opens with yeah. that but it's it's tacked on that's not relevant exactly in fact i i think it's the worst um part of the film uh, is is the fact that it even exists um, it's unnecessary it's completely unnecessary like we know that this monster um needs mm -hmm. a traumatic event to latch right so that's why they always kill themselves in front of a person and they latch to that next person. Um, so we don't need any past trauma, just like you said. The fact that it's there is completely unnecessary. The fact that they're even telling us about it, we don't need to know as a viewer. We get that she saw her patient kill herself and now it's attached to her. We don't need anything else. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that the only thing that you can give them a little bit of allowance for is that they're trying to use it as a tool or a means to to give the other characters that she's interacting with uh, a bit more reason to question her sanity and what she's going through as being legitimate or not, because she's been down roads before with having right. unresolved issues with it. So it does inform some of their skepticism sure. with how she's acting now, but that is also part of the film in a film like this that you kind of don't need to give much of a shit about. You can kind of glaze over that and yeah. just let someone be like annoyed, like, Oh, well, why is everyone like this to her? And you know, yeah. so I, I understand it, but I, I still feel the way I feel. It's not necessary. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So what, what else was just a little too much or not enough? <laughs> uh, for me, the it's just the. For one, I saw the trailer, and it's frustrating. You see the trailer, and the trailer ruins several of the scares, right. uh, the jump scares, which I thought were not that frequent. Uh, Fifteen, I didn't count. I and I kind of like probed yeah. you to like pay there, more attention because I wanted to know. There were a lot. Uh, <laughs> and some of them I thought were not very well earned. They're just annoying, cheap ones, like the flash screen of the one person's face you know, after the thing that happened, like it was a quick cut. Yeah. Uh, that's cheap. The cranking the volume on someone's phone so that it abuses my ears <laughs> isn't a fair scare. It's not scary. Like you turn, like that's not how loud a phone is. Oh, yeah. it's like, the, like, you know, that's an annoying one where it's like, there, it's yeah. not that I'm scared with something and that's happening. You're just crank the volume and I can't hear myself think now. Yeah. Um, so it was just knowing uh, for the film the pattern of what would probably be happening, um, and because I could, you could figure out as a viewer this four to seven day thing. 
the first thing that's annoying and it, it you don't have to be this is maybe me just being over critical of it but it's like oh so no one investigating any of these suicides bother to look at the most the past seven days of their life and see that there was another suicide that they're around and then what about that person yeah. oh they saw a suicide it just blew it and then that person and like the, what? the the chain no one and, bothered uh, yeah. to look into this and then she has a detective friend he's like huh that's funny what you oh you didn't do your fucking job that's I what's funny okay I, I did some more digging and i found out that this goes all yeah. day and it's like okay you would you would have already figured that out yes the chain yeah. the, so like that, the chain as they called it was a little weak yeah but i mean it's it's kind of like the funny thing of it too because it's like how could something like this exist in real life and no one ever catches on that this is a thing, you know, like there's like, right. there's a path of destruction, whether it's, it follows with sexually transmitted fucking disease of killing a ton of people because it's so much easier to get killed by that thing, I think. <laughs> uh, or, you know, the ring where you're watching a videotape and then that, that's more, you know, innocuous and, and can hide in the shadows. But this one is just so out in the front, like how has this not like been handled or resolved before? Yeah. I'm glad the one dude like figured it out. He's like, yeah, just fucking kill someone. <laughs> yeah, just kill. And someone. I'm like frustrated that in, in she front didn't of someone else, go kill someone. Yeah, yeah. Go find a homeless person and kill the homeless person. In front of like, another, homeless, another person homeless person and, and, yeah, run, and run away. Go <laughs> find two crackhead, methhead people. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton in every city yeah. or a small town. And it's like up, oh, open shut case, Johnson. I'm fine. Yeah, I I totally agree with you that. Uh, and okay, so so here's here's one of my complaints. Uh, the the daydreams. Uh, you know, we talked about it for a bit. Like, I I I personally like through through watching the movie, I enjoyed the the daydream sequences, but I wish they weren't daydreams. Like, I I kind of wanted them to happen. And when when you when it snaps back, and you're like, oh okay, that was a hallucination or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, oh, you, you yeah, you get it when it's um, when the monster's involved. But the one when she's in her car, where she kills the 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 crazy guy and her boss sees it. That that like could have happened, and that one didn't make sense to be a hallucination because the monster was not involved there. But the monster was involved with her other ones because it was her hallucinating the monster taking a form and like attacking her in her office or in her mm. home or whatever. So that all made yeah. sense. But this this one weird hallucination where she stabs I think Chris was his name, uh, the one who was always rambling. Um, and you're and and you're like, oh, she's doing it. She's gonna kill the guy and it's gonna latch to her boss. Great. Like, let's see what mm-hmm. happens next. So that. Is, you know, is linked uh, to my next complaint, um, which is the um, how it took a form like Drag Me to Hell, where we have this one character who's afflicted um, by this menace through the entire film, and we don't get to see it jump. We don't get to see it jump around, uh, which is which which is fine. Like for the most part, it's fine. Like okay, you have one protagonist and. We're gonna be you don't like just seeing it through the exposition with like the found footage and stuff like you see in the one guy do it. Like that's not enough. Like seeing the other events. 
or hearing about it from like the wife of the one guy talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like, you know, no, 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 no. I, I liked, I liked all. Like I said, I enjoyed the movie. No, but I what do I understand? Like, what about it? You, you wish you would have seen like an entity or a thing physically like manifest in some kind of way. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with the way it happened too. I just wish she would have died, and maybe it went to, uh, it went to the husband. Or the the fiance uh, who was played by the guy who plays A Train in The Boys, right? And then and then he dies, and it goes to someone else. Like I think I could have, I could have seen, sure, a little but... bit, a little bit more of it. Or she, yeah, or she, then, like, if she yeah, was last, so like, like maybe maybe her boss gets it first in in the thing, and then she gets it from the boss. Like maybe give me one more link before it gets to her. Um, yeah, I mean, know. I understand that, but you know, it's just because uh, you gotta have like a, a there, lead, and I guess as a view for viewers, like viewers can get disconnected or disengaged when it's like, yeah. well, who do I care about? And right. if it's not clear, that's that's a de- delicate line uh, to walk, I think. Well, that's and why if you, so, if you did the boss, you, it would make sense because then you could keep yeah. you could keep doing her exposition while it's happening to the boss. It's like the B plot, and then it comes to her, mm-hmm. and it comes to A plot. I don't know. I'm just saying that, you know, there were there weren't enough characters. There could have been a bigger body count. There might have been too much exposition, especially with the mother's background story. You know, we're just talking about the the bad stuff right now. So I'm just I'm just Yeah. Um Yeah, I think that that's pretty much it like it as far as the I the, think that's it. Downsides. Yeah. Yeah, for me it is. Yeah. So we now if we go to the good stuff. Um, man, I I'm gonna start with the monster. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> finish. Yeah, I fucking loved this thing. Uh, no CG. I mean, I guess like enhanced well, with obviously enhan- some CG. Yeah, enhanced with CG while it was like moving. They didn't have fucking on. Andy Circus in a goddamn motion <laughs> capture suit to to yeah, walk yeah, around yeah. this house. That was all CG, still but it did good. look good. Still look good. Uh, but when, like it takes old, its, uh, when it takes long, its face off. woman in weird briefs. Yeah, the reveal of how it's like going to consume or enter the other, uh, its 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 host, uh, its new host. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a uh, vividly uh, shocking and stunning to look at. Uh, it was out of nowhere because the film was very neutral with all of its visuals, just like some graphicness with how the deaths were occurring. And, oh, and it, it kind of had like um the happening vibe where it's like, oh, what crazy way is someone going to kill themselves now? And so I was like, yep, M. Night Shyamalan has already done this in, in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> or like there were some people chuckling with certain things in my theater because like people have this nervous laughter thing and it can be annoying in certain movies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that the way that it looked at the end, it was like a complete tonal shift from how it presented most of the movie, where it was like, oh my god, you really yeah. went all out on it. worked very well. Yeah, that when it tears its face off and you see like this bloody skull, uh, the eyes, the the eyes, the no, nasal cavity, then you get the top lip, and then it's just bottom, bottom, bottom teeth, bottom teeth, bottom teeth, bottom yeah, teeth, bottom like teeth, a shark. This huge jaw. Right, it, oh man, yeah. it looked it looked fantastic. Well, and it, 
and if you think back to the first victim that we see in her office and she's like launches herself to the floor because she sees that creature in the room with her so you can think back about how people react when like when this girl reacted when she saw it and it starts to make sense um a quick point that i just thought of that i'll include with the negative um real quick uh real quick this is like this thing last four to seven days and one of the characters was like that guy uh with the hammer that killed himself in front of this girl that we see at the beginning yeah. and like his office is littered with all these drawings of the fucking creature i'm like okay this dude works pretty fast uh <laughs> looks this looks more than four to seven days of 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 anguishing because you know with the way that our character is reacting they're not scrawling drawings of the creature they're kind of just going through other shit like a yeah. normal person would yeah. so it's a little bit a little bit like okay this is looks neat but this doesn't really make sense but right. okay have fun go for it um <laughs> so yeah I, th- I the ending visual was awesome in the way that it wraps up in that cabin uh yeah. and how it the events unfold with her thinking that she's doing it but then it's a trick and how it actually resolves with um with the the ex-boyfriend is a satisfying conclusion to the story yeah when when she when she runs out of that that front door or that door and it tur- and it turns out she's still in the cabin that was nice like that was that was an excellent um an excellent scene uh, a nice twist a nice turn um i really enjoyed that um all right. What else was good? Oh, I did like that the you know the villain en- wins. So I'm a big fan of that, right? So it latched, yeah, it would have latched onto yep. the cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, continue uh, on. Fallen, uh, fall. I believe Fallen the villain won. Um, Drag me to hell. The villain wins. Uh, mm-hmm. So like this. So it's. I mean, like they didn't even ch- <laughs> change like that aspect of this type of story they kind of just went yeah. with the status quo it continues on yeah yeah i think in the ring does in the ring she solves the the pain of the of the creature that's doing this doesn't she i and at least uh yeah i, I haven't seen it since it came out and i am yeah, yeah, yeah. fairly certain that the good guys win in the ring yes yeah well i think i remember uh, i'm pretty sure it's naomi watts right and yeah, uh, yeah. she's sort of like the queen of remakes. And it's funny because I just watched the, the remake of Good Night, Mommy. I can't remember if we talked about it on the stream or not, but yeah, it is awful. Um, <laughs> so I liked, uh, for me, the the scene, the scenes with her therapist, uh, I thought were good. And uh, But most importantly, the f- and most entertaining scene for me was the child's birthday party. Oh, uh, yeah. And lead up to that. That yet was a, another excellent. film that we're discussing with uh, with another cat that meets its fate in the course of the runtime, and it was uh, it was so great because I knew you like you knew it was going to be the cat. Yeah, yeah. The, the right. second like she's there and like there's like oh it's going to show the kid opening the present, and you already know she's like mustache, mustache, where's mustache? Yeah. And oh, also side note, I don't know if you noticed this, but she's feeding mustache wet food. Yeah. So she cracks it open. She's yeah. like you know. And like the dude's kissing her, like I'm like, dude, you're not gonna kiss your fucking wife whenever that wet food can is open and she's like right there. That stuff reeks. You're not gonna want to like <laughs> neck on her for a minute because you're gonna want to fucking run. Anyways, I've been there. Uh, she's doing wet food, but then like whenever she goes outside to like find them, 
she has dry in the bowl because she's like yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, you didn't have wet food in it or dry food in it before, but maybe you changed it in the wet. The sound of the dry food does entice the cat. So I was kind of like, I can understand it, but I don't know if this is a gaff or not because <laughs> there is logic to it. But that whole scene with the with the cat was wonderful and the reveal yeah. at the party because her reaction yeah. was hilarious. It was so over the top where she's like, I'm not. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Not, someone put someone put it in there. It wasn't me. I didn't wrap that. Like well I plus 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 the trauma of finding her cat dead. Like so she's like she's doing yeah. two things. She's doing two things at once. Like her cat's dead and her nephew just opened it as a birthday present. But kudos on that kid. He still grabbed it. He was like yeah. Yeah. He's like, like, show mommy what you my, got. This He's is like, my I present? got this cat. <laughs> uh, and then her her falling through the uh, the glass coffee table was excellent, and yeah, like, her wrists open like that. She yeah. does um, and you know for the so that scene for me was great, and then just seeing how now from that point on, really she looks so disheveled. So uh, so oh, yeah. Bacon does a great job of conveying a woman in emotional distress and trauma. Oh, yeah. She does play the part very well. There's no shortcomings with any of the acting in this movie everyone oh, is yeah. doing what they need to do very well she she out acts her father in this movie in every single one of his movies like kevin bacon Ooh. is like kevin bacon's on the level of like kevin costner as like a guy who just talks in front of a camera and doesn't really act <laughs> and this uh and and sosie bacon crushes her father uh you know, and in in talent, uh, right out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, so the other awesome thing that we're gonna mention with this film that it did well is the marketing. It killed yes. marketing. It had uh, people at um, sporting events, mostly MLB games, behind yes. uh, the home plate or at different shots where they would just look right at the camera in the outfield and just do the smile and wearing a shirt that just said smile yeah. just paying actors like hey you didn't go to this game you're just gonna sit there and you're gonna fucking have a weird smile yeah yeah i think okay. that's i think that's great the marketing behind it was was genius it was it was reminiscent of the uh blair witch project when um you know they leaked this like fake documentary uh but it was actually real kind of story mm-hmm. And and the news media went with it. The news media was doing the marketing for them, telling people that this was a true story. And I, w- I went opening day to the Blair Witch Project and believed the entire film was real. And I walked uh-huh. out of that. I walked out of that theater more scared than I've ever been in my entire life. It was very <laughs> yeah. That's like I, I that's one of the few horror movies that I remember seeing in a very full theater. Obviously, last year's Halloween Kills was a full theater. That was a full theater. Um, I anticipate when we see Halloween ends in another week, that is going to be a full theater. Yep. Oh yeah, Halloween ends on the forty on my big forty birthday. Uh, yeah, man. So smile. Yeah, just overall solid, yeah. good movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any final comments? Final thoughts? I will say that I wish. Okay, so the girl who was the poster for Smile, um, mm-hmm. she has she's in the movie for three minutes, 
and right. and I and I really thought that she was the protagonist going into the movie, and well, you know, this is because you didn't see the trailer or you saw yeah. the trailer and you forgot. I feel like you probably didn't see it because it is very clear. Like it, she is she, she kills yeah. herself in the beginning of the movie because they yeah. this is the trailer where it's just like pray for the devil. They show you Everything. the movie, and they oh. ruin a couple of the jump scares. The really cool jump yeah. scare with the fucking pink sweater head. That was that was probably my favorite jump scare and a cool ass effect. They did it. It was it was awesome. It looked yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, she was a great actress, but yeah, she. Uh, yeah, it's too bad we didn't see more of her. Um, wow. Yeah. What else was there? There was something good. A Train was funny. It was nice to have, see A Train. Yeah, he was good. Wasn't the voice. Rose, did you kill Mustache? <laughs> 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 he was so incredulous. Yeah, but it was great too because, so like, good. by the end of it, like they're engaged. Like, and by the end, before before the end of the movie, he's more or less like saying, like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking all about this. Like, yeah, this isn't going to continue. We're yeah. breaking up. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that's great in, to see because usually, you know, it's you don't get yeah. to see that. Uh, we're we're but engaged. That's very clear yeah, what's going to happen. We're engaged, but you're crazy. Yeah, he's like if, if you're insane, and he's in a car, and he's like just like looking left and right. He's like, "Are you trying to tell me ghosts? <laughs> ghosts bother you? What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great. Like he's he plays a really good like doubting Thomas type character where he wants to believe you, but he's like, "I, I don't know." Everything yeah. you're doing, and then he gets the therapist to come. I'm like, "Oh, not a good call, right. dude. That's yeah, that's rough." She is a therapist, and you called her therapist. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, that that was that was bad. That ambush, and then I lo- I actually liked the um, the monster taking over or taking the therapist image in that one scene, yeah. and then she gets a call Where... from the therapist during the during the meetup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a good. She climbs one. over the she climbs over the couch, like keeping yeah. the focus. Yeah. Oh, that that was actually also a really cool. She pulls her close, and uh, the big smile, her teeth, like, her, her mouth is open, her teeth are out, and, like, this this drool and spit just, like, oh, yeah, pouring yeah. out yeah. of her. It, it was like alien, almost. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was nice. It was Sigourney Weaver alien shot there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was a solid right. film. I would recommend it. Uh, you know, I don't want to, like, exaggerate how great it is. It's fun, and it's good. Uh, I'm sure teens love it. I think adults can enjoy it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think um, gen- regular horror fans, and I think you know horror cinephile type fans will get something out of it. But it, it's not, you know, um, it's not an upper tier type movie. It's not trying to be. It's not pretending to be. It's it's just good, yeah. solid, middle of the road movie. That's a popcorn uh, horror film, and it's great. Yeah. You need plenty of those. Uh, I will definitely watch it again. I will buy the Blu-ray when it's in the bargain bin. I will not get it when it first comes out. And, no, uh, wait for it to go yeah. at FYE with like uh you know buy yeah. two get one free type thing. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Um, I gave it a seven. I had a five. I'm still gonna stick with the five. Stick with the five. All right, and that is Smile and episode ten for the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>